The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to realestatetorontoradio.com, the weekly show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area and sometimes beyond with Aura Ross of the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Group. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Welcome back to Real Estate Toronto Radio, the show about real estate, where we chat um, about cats. No, we chat about real estate every week. (laughs) We have our cats. We love our cats, but there's more important things in the world right now. Well, I don't know. I don't know. For you cat lovers out there, I get it. Nothing more important than your cat. Um, But some crazy stuff going on in the Toronto real estate market, as we've just become accustomed to saying every show. I'm waiting for that week where it's like, Aura, anything new? And, and I'm busy go, crying in the background and I can't no, answer you. No, you just go, no, nah, nothing happened. It was really kind of a boring week. And I, I don't remember the last time where we had nothing to talk about. It's true. It's true. And, and um, this week, what I want to talk about, A, of course, we'll give the update on, on what's happened in the last week and some of the stats that are coming out of our real estate board. Um, some of the conversations around the announcements uh, last week with regards to the capital gains um, implementation tax for our foreign buyers and so on. Um, and then, of course, I want to touch on the phenomena that is everybody's asking me about right now, and that is the coming soon sign. So yes. talk about why agents are using it, how buyers can help, you know, how it can help a buyer get into the area, and as well, some cautionary tales for sellers who are using the coming soon approach. Cool. I, I touched on, a, on two of those in my area in a couple of weeks ago. Um, wow. Crazy times. Crazy times. Uh, I am Todd Miller. That is Aura Ross that you're here on the other end of the Skype line. We're going to take a short break. And uh, so refill your beverage and we'll be right back. Buying or selling a home, condo or investment property might be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. So it's important to gather as much information as you can and preferably from experienced, successful professionals like the Mulholland Ross team. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Keller Williams Referred Real Estate Team at 416-230-8500 or visit realestatetorontoradio.com. Whether you're making your first move or your 21st, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 30 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Tune in Sundays at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio or Tuesdays and Fridays on Voices Radio, CKAV, to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Welcome back to realestatetorontoradio.com. And as we were saying before the break, we don't remember a time when there wasn't something to talk about in real estate. I mean... I maybe in one of the early shows, we might have touched on paint colors and, (laughs) you know. And we did talk about decluttering, which we should do again because, wow, I have been in two weeks of helping people staging and decluttering. And guess what I do when I go home at the end of the day now? (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I'm Well, now I'm just in my... 
I'm just in a declutter mode myself. I'm looking at what I'm getting all my clients to do. And then I walk in my own home and I see layers and layers of things on a desk. And it's like, okay, start taking your own advice or get going. Well, one of the questions uh, I have when we get to that topic is what do you do around Christmas when you're trying to decorate and sell? That must be difficult, but I'm sure you know what? I like to do a whole show on that, but I love it. I, even right now, our clients are putting their little pumpkins out on their steps, um, their moms, their pumpkins. They've got a few Halloween things. If, if we've got family homes for sale, then we're seeing the decorations come out. You know, of course you want to be subtle. It doesn't, you don't want to like scare people away from your home and have them think it truly is haunted, but, um, no, it's fun. I love the holidays when you sell your house. Um, the, the, but jump on this coming soon thing um i mean you've noticed it right todd you've you've seen the coming soon signs in your neighborhood there's been two in my area uh and i can honestly say both of them have been there now for three months (gasps) no yep okay so here here's the thing in Part, part, so there's a few aspects to this. So this is how we use the coming soon sign. And, and I would say for any of you people selling your homes out there, um, if you have questions about this, do call us. I like the coming soon sign only for the idea that yes, things are selling really quickly right now. And if we can get our sign up two to three days before it actually goes on MLS, what I'm really doing is sort of giving a heads up to the community and anyone driving around looking looking for that home for sale that, yep, we've got it coming up. And now I'm just giving you an extra two days to plan your schedule, call your mortgage broker, maybe even go back home and say, boy, if I, that, that house is coming up right in that location I want. So if it's right, maybe I should call in my agent and get a price evaluation quickly on my own home. Just make sure everything's still good. And, and then when showing start, boom, you're the first one in the door and you're ready to rock and roll. You cannot ignore that drive by traffic because you know, as I know, there are people cruising up and down the streets they want to live on. Absolutely. Even if there's no sign they're going i really love that house i'd love that house absolutely Um, and when they're going to see your sign it's only gonna gonna help everyone yeah it's uh, it's so true and i mean we we like to do open houses for a number of different reasons and um and um when when people walk into our open house on a Sunday at 10 to 4 and they love the house, but we've got an offer that we're looking at Sunday night because someone called us Friday or Saturday, um, it's sad. And so, again, I just I want to give the buyers enough time to get their ducks in order now. There's a couple of pieces to this, though, because you just said you've seen them up for months. Yes. You're, you're coming since Santa. So that to me is an agent who maybe, I don't know what that is. Is that an agent who put the sign up thinking my clients don't want to sell till next spring, but they've said I can put a sign up. So I'm going to put a sign up. Or is it an agent who put the sign up and literally forgot about it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know the strategy there. Well, I think because you know- like you said, there's the correct way to do it, and that's give a couple of days notice that hey, we're planning to throw this up on MLS, so you know, mm-hmm. get your get your ducks in a row. Um, but then there's the I would think as a consumer, it would aggravate me, and it does. Even as someone I'm not I'm not interested in buying, but I drive by that house and I go, okay, when are they going to put this thing on the market so I can see what it's worth, so I know what mine is worth. So so here's the thing, and you know me, I, I always like to well, I I'm just obsessed with playing by the rules. 
So right now, when we put a coming soon sign up, I can tell you as a Toronto real estate board realtor, um, if my if I'm saying it's coming soon to MLS, my little sticky on my sign must say coming soon to the Toronto MLS. It, and actually, our, our board and, and the Real Estate Council of Ontario uh, mandates that that's what we do. We're coming soon to MLS. The only time I can use a coming soon sign without that is if I have no intention of putting it on MLS and my sellers are aware of that. And we're saying coming soon and then an exclusive sign is on there. And the MLS is actually uh, is, is wiped off my sign or covered. I actually physically have to cover that MLS logo on my for sale sign. Now you're gonna. You got me wondering. I'm gonna have to go check. Yeah, I'd love to see a photo of that. So um, the reason and the the rule beyond that is, if I have a coming soon to MLS sign on my sign, it must go to MLS and it must be available uh, for buyers to purchase once it hits MLS. So meaning that I can't come along, put a coming soon sign on your sign. Uh, convince my own buyer to buy your house, sell the house, and it either never gets to MLS or when it goes to MLS, it's already sold. So, so you're saying that no preemptive offers there then? Uh, no, you would have to physically take that. So how, do, how can an agent get around it? Sure, they just physically take that coming soon sign off, throw an exclusive sign on it and sell the house. It never went to MLS. Or take the coming soon sign off it, sell the house, you know, get it onto MLS and sell the house. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, and I, and I look at this can all happen within minutes. So I'm not saying it totally, completely allows fairness to all parties, which is what the Toronto Real Estate Board is trying to do with these rules. Um, but it does allow for some that to happen. My big concern with the long-winded coming soon sign is exactly that. Is the agent really just trying to uh, sell the home? home to their own buyer and that you know we've talked about the exclusive listing and we've talked about different reasons why a seller may opt in for that route and I won't comment on that I just want sellers to be aware of what is going on aware that if their house says coming soon that it's actually not on MLS which means nobody else knows about it other than the people that have driven by it or the people that that agent has personally invited to come look at it Right. Hmm. So for me, it's it's more, I'm not going to comment on other agents' practices, more so educate the buyers and sellers to know what, what what's going on. So you understand, you listeners out there understand when you see something, why it might be that way, why not, that sort of thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still clueless as to why, if they want to sell to their own buyer, why they even put the coming soon? Why wouldn't they just put the sign up? Well, it might be that the intention of them is to come to soon to MLS so that okay. we, you know, we've got sellers saying, yeah, like I've got a seller uh, today up in Thornhill. We're putting a coming soon sign on. She isn't ready to go to MLS till Monday or Tuesday when I said, but she's worried about, you know, every day passes. She wants her home in the market. And I said, well, look, at we can get a coming soon sign up for you on the Friday. So at least people driving through on the weekend uh, will see it. And right. we're available to answer their questions and, and we'll set them up to come to come in Monday if that's when we're going to market. And she's just pleased as punch over that. She just loves to know that something's happening, something's starting. Yeah, you've got two days on the weekend where people will be going back and forth to hockey and everything and they might see the sign and go, oh, you know, honey, we've got to check that place out. Yeah. It's coming soon. 
Yeah, yeah, and let's watch the agent's website or let's watch realtor.ca and yep. and see when it comes up. Absolutely. So and let's call. <laughs> And, and for that, it's, yeah, and then call us. And then, so that, that is, I can, you know, it's a great marketing tool. I'm all for it. I'm all for it when it's used properly. And, and certainly when it's in the best interest of the seller, uh, just because when I'm listing a home, that's who I'm thinking about. Um, and then of course, um, allowing those buyers to have the time to get their ducks in order and plan their schedule around it or give right. us a call. Yeah, right. it's all good. It's all good. And, and the, the reason why I wouldn't let the sign sit out there for three months, like your neighbor, um, might be more that the, 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 the perception is everything sells so quickly. So when a sign is sitting there for sale for two, three weeks, I'll tell you it's actually negative. You'll have a negative con connotation to the buyers because they will think you've been trying to sell your home for three weeks. What's wrong with that one? Well, I do know I have a little bit of background information on one of the properties and, and it was it was in poor shape. Um, so right. it was sort of like, hey, we're going to sell it. Um, but then you're you're perpetuating that myth that yes, there is something wrong with it, and then someone actually did go in and see it. When oh my, it requires a lot of work. The pool doesn't work. This, that, and the next thing, and then it's kind of you're doing yourself a disservice. Why not? Yeah. In my humble opinion, fix everything and then put the sign up. Right. Right. And, and actually, that's that's a great point, because one of the things I'm really sensitive to is I don't want my sign up saying coming soon when there's a bin in the driveway, when there's a garbage guy showing Ooh. up and on the side of his you know truck, it says, you know, I'll take your junk or oh, flood um, repairs or something. Yeah, I want that to fly under the radar. Of course, people notice it and, you know, neighbors kind of watch and stuff like that. But I really would prefer that to fly under the radar. So, you know, first impressions, we only have one chance to make our first best impression so why not do that when everything's already out the garbage truck is left the cleaners have left your rotor rooters left the guy that's got the truck that says i fix leaky basements is out of there and now you are going to market yeah and all of that stuff is disclosed as we've talked about so we're not trying to hide anything but it's still again the impression for some people that they just can't get past that they'll see that and they'll go ah that's not for me that's correct. Though I must say, we may not disclose that a, that a hoarder once lived here. No. <laughs> These people are hoarders. They've what now cleaned out the house. What are you house. saying about me and me and my records? I, I have quite a few. <laughs> but certainly wet basements and stuff like that, always disclosed, yeah. yeah. But don't need to have it, you know, in any photo frames <laughs> no. when we're listing the house. That's true. We've got a couple minutes yeah. left before break. Anything we can touch on before we take our first break? Oh, absolutely. So, want some real estate stats? Toronto real estate stats? I always like those. Okay. Um, September condo sales in the GTA. 2,580 condo sales in the GTA just in September alone. And, and we, we had a conversation a couple of months ago that we thought there was it was going to slow down in the condo market a bit that there was excess inventory and apparently mm -hmm. that's not the case not the case and and remember that that 2500 i just mentioned that's on mls all the new condos they don't go on mls i would say i would have to assume close to the same amount if not around the same amount would have gone without Probably. you know because builders sell directly at, at the yeah. sales stores so um, that that just floors me. And I would tell you, yeah, there's not a huge amount of inventory of condos. Um, so that's pretty wild. Um, another point is that the average price, of course, I think we talked about it last week. The average price went up to $755,000. Unreal. 
Yeah. So the average price year to date for all home type type sits at about 721. I have to get my nephew to contact you because he's thinking of moving to the city from his rural home and, you know, renting. And I'm like, you got to find a way to buy something. Get in the market now if you can. Do you know that a lot of our clients, um, and I I said it earlier, we were talking about it earlier, a lot of our clients' kids in their early to mid-20s are buying their first condos. I'll tell you, the parents are helping. Parents have so much equity in their Mm -hmm. own homes that they feel, and I've sat with a number of families in recent weeks and had this conversation, and they feel that now is the time for them to help their kids because they can pull a hundred thousand out of their own home they can do it at a you know two and two point something percent interest and and that hundred thousand really is or even 50 can really make the difference between your child getting into a condo into the toronto real estate market and not and to get a one bedroom smack down somewhere around Liberty Village or Blue Jay Way or any of those downtown condo places. Um, it's affordable. They can do it. If they're if you're if your child is paying twelve to fifteen hundred dollars rent a month, they can be buying a condo. I know the biggest issue is that down payment and that's where we are seeing the parents help out. Absolutely. Okay, we're gonna take a short break, so uh, write those ideas down. We'll be right back. You're listening to real estate Real Estate Toronto, and uh, we've just finished a, a lively discussion. Well, no, actually, I was talking about my family, my family getting into the the condo market because, again, you know, it's always better if you can to buy something than rent because you're paying yourself. Now, you know, you know, the uh, I think it was a week or two ago we talked about um, if you're if you're young and you're trying to figure it out to maybe do it with someone as well, right? So, so this, many options. You can get that little townhouse or semi with a friend or two, and everybody pitches and everybody grabs a room, and it's not your forever plan. You're not living with these people forever. Even it's a just, year. It's just to get in. Yeah, just and to you, get in. And you brought up that good example, too, of the couple that is still renting, but actually has another house that they purchased and someone else is paying that off for them. So that's correct. Yeah. So many options. Yeah. Um, I was as I do. I read the paper and I look for real estate stories. And uh, there was a study released this Tuesday. Um, it's available on Huffington Post. Um, Angus Reid poll released Tuesday that shows strong support among millennials for a similar uh, foreign buyer tax in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing what's happening in Vancouver and they want something here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I, I understand their motivation because they feel that that tax coming here would cause our market to drop, which would allow them to get in. And I get it. Um, I would tell you that I would guess that if they did the same poll amongst current homeowners, that 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 figure, that opinion might change a little bit because the current homeowners will be coming from the point of view of how will that affect, you know, what my home is worth today. So I I get that. Yeah. Now, um, another part of this story, um, they they did a random poll of GDA residents. And over 39% 
thought had greater feelings about leaving the city for another area. Um, the biggest age group of people that thought they were going to leave was 18 to 34. Almost 45% of them said they were thinking of leaving. 35 to 54 was around 39%. And mm. 55 plus was just over 30, like 32% of... So that's telling me a lot of people are planning to... Like, you, you basically just grabbed our entire population and said between 30 and 40% of the people are planning to... Well, the average or, is 39% or, in that group across all those age groups that are thinking about pulling up stakes and getting out of the GTA. That makes up for 40% of our population, is what you're saying, or 39% of the population. Yes, is thinking of leaving the GTA. Wow. Well, to make this really easy, if you're out there thinking of leaving the GTA, we're happy to help you. <laughs> Just give us a call. We'd love you to stay in the area. It's a great area. You know, it's, there's many different areas in Toronto. But yeah, if you need to move... Yep. Well, look, it, I, I, for the younger people, I, I understand because it's affordability. It's a, it's affordability, not just buying a house, but the actual lifestyle of living out of the city can be less expensive if you're not doing the commute in every day, um, because because everything becomes less expensive out there. Now, I did. I misquoted. I, I'm just reading the rest of the article. And it was it was not just millennials that favored 77 percent, over three quarters of the people that were um, interviewed or, or asked that question in that online poll favored the 15 percent. So three quarters. That would be interesting. I think it would be really interesting if they did the poll based on those who own homes and those who don't. Yeah, it doesn't mention anything about that. So who they talk to if they're homeowners. Right, right. That would be an interesting piece of information. But but um, going back to leaving the city, we're finding this year more than any year. And we found this number to grow every year. But this year is probably our our highest year of people who when we met them at some point in the last 12 months or 18 months said, you know, my plan is to move in two to three years. Yeah. And I promise you, I'm not an aggressive person and I'm not putting the, the fear of a crashing market in anyone's heads because I have no indication that that will happen. Uh, but every time I meet with fa- a family within a few weeks, I'm getting the call saying we've decided to speed this plan up. We're going now or we're going in two months. Yeah. And what happens is, is they start thinking about leaving the city and then say, come on, honey, let's go for a drive out to Lindsay and see what it's all about. And they get out there and they say, you know what? This is amazing. Why are we waiting? Our house is worth X. We can buy this beautiful new home for X. What are we waiting for? And whether it's, you know, some people have to wait because of retirement and and all that stuff. And some people are just saying, you know what? We were going to wait, but my, you know, I've got one lady who just basically told me yesterday that um, they're moving out of town. And when she went to tell her company that, that she was going to leave her job, they actually said, well, wait a minute. Can you, would you be willing to still work from us for us remotely? Oh, and she's like, well, that just clinched it for me. Yes, I'm moving now. Like, why wait? That is a major concern for people when they're thinking of geographically relocating. Is like, oh, my job, it's going to mean more commute time. Yeah. I'm going to see the kids less. But I, I think uh, I think people are finding a way. And I think of a lot of people after fighting the traffic to and from work every day in our city, which we all have to admit is about 
to make us all nuts. Um, you go spend a day out of town and, and your biggest traffic jam is four cars in front of you at a light. Three of which are your neighbors. Yeah, which you're waving to. Yeah. Um, you know, suddenly it's like, why life is short. What am I waiting for? What's another two years? Let me be, let's just do this now. So we're seeing a lot of people moving out of the GTA, moving out of the city, the city proper for sure. I miss and I don't miss the traffic. There are times when I'm in the traffic and I miss it. And there are times when I'm <laughs> in it and I don't miss it. <laughs> I never miss it. And I mean, we've had, you know, oh my gosh, well, you've got, you've got your summer road fixes still on the go. You've got new homes going up everywhere. So there's always a street blocked off because they have to change the sewers or something. Um, we've got single lane traffic all around us. Last night, I had to get to an appointment at six o'clock, two kilometers from my office. And it took over 20 minutes. And the woman I was meeting was a half hour late because her route from home home which she always takes was a half hour blocked up well we know so, the city planners with those big blocks like dufferin bathurst young oh my gosh you're limited in which ways you can go and then you know with with other streets like hilda now you can't cross steel so it oh, backs everything up it's just crazy. So, um, so I understand why people are moving. And um, interestingly, a, a lot of young families we're working with um, are also choosing to step out of the the busy, the central part of the city, quieter lifestyle, um, different different lifestyle for their kids. Well, you know, you made that choice. Your kids are young, and and they're now seeing a completely different way of living, right? Than they would have had you stayed here. Oh, it involves a school bus in the morning, which which can be great or can be not so great, you know, but you know, now we have snow days. Yeah, <laughs> there's they, no they school and the buses don't run. If there's snow, it's completely different. Whereas we, when we lived in the city, we were a four minute walk from the school. Yeah. So you were traipsing through the snow anyway, you were getting there. And we were there and the kids were like, but nobody else is going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're seeing a lot of families make that move. One of our our families moved out um, towards the Rouge River um, area, which, you know, you're still in Toronto, Scarborough. Um, but again, you get out there and it's just quieter. It's just so much quieter and the lots are bigger and the streets have less traffic. And this family just made a choice. I, I want my kids running around that front yard. I want them running around. I want them running around into other people's homes. And I know we have that throughout the city. We do. I mean, young and Lawrence, young and Eglinton, young and Shepherd. we all have those communities where the kids run around and everything. It's more about the traffic. It's the traffic. And I know when, when my kids were growing up in Toronto, we have family that live in Sarnia, Ontario. So anyone listening from Sarnia, hey, hey to hey. you. Um, but my nieces and nephews, you know, at least once a year, we're on the front page of the Sarnia Times, you know, because their hockey game won or their cheerleading squad was featured somewhere. There was always news and they were always on the front page. You move to Toronto and to get on the front page of the Star or the Globe or even our even our little Toronto uh, community rags is really tough because you have a lot of competition. You have to be wearing handcuffs to get on the front cover of the you know, Star. I, think, I was going to say that. I didn't want to go there, but you did. So that's OK. <laughs> well, it's so no, you did that you've done something so out one, you know, so wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's tough. So when you move to a small place, you know, your kids have the ability to sort of be um, a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Yeah. 
So I, I do see why the families are making that move for sure. And of course, if they can reap the equity out of this house, move up north. I mean, some people, I mean, just to give you some numbers, we had a family uh, sell at 1.6, moved to Lindsay, bought a brand new home for 450. Um, so let's just round it out at 500. They're putting an extra million dollars in their pocket that they hadn't anticipated doing. Like just a year ago would not have even crossed their minds. And now this year, this is what they're doing. And they're able to put a million dollars in their bank account there for their future, for their retirement, for their kids that did not even exist for them a year or two ago. And, you know, you can't put a price on happiness. I mean, if you're happy where you are, then stay where you are and, you know, fix your house up and do whatever you need to do. Oh, but absolutely, if you're not, yes. by all means, there's the world is your oyster, or at least yeah. the GTA is your oyster. And, and you know, happiness is important, but also um, planning for your future is important. So for those people out there that, you know, haven't sat down with that financial planner and thought about what is my life looking like in 10 years, 20 years, uh, we're also happy to meet with you because we take it from that real estate side. I mean, one option, as we discussed today, is sell your home, buy outside of the city, buy cheaper, put the money away. But the other idea we keep talking about is you stay in your home, use that equity to buy that second property that someone else will live in and pay off that mortgage, right? Yeah. So either way, we can help you with that with that future planning. Um, I'm just so thrilled that so many people are now in that position, whether it be 10 years or 20 years or 30 years out, to actually have you know, another piece of property that someone's paid for their own home, you know, hopefully paid off just so many ways to strengthen their financial position. You don't want to hit 60 and, and suddenly be like, geez, you know, I, I don't have any money. All I've got is my house. And in my 60 years of living in this house, I've actually built up a mortgage because I had to keep borrowing against it every year. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so many ways around that, that we, we love talking to people about. And, and, you know, I was reading an earlier article um, from this year about where a, a millennial and her husband bought a house in the East End and they saved up and they got it. But it was a fixer upper. And she's yeah. now telling people that they need to tell their children in their teens to start putting money away, because if the market continues to escalate like it has been, they're definitely going to be in a bidding war and they're going to need a lot of money as a down payment. Well, look, that's just been good advice from day one. Um just, you know, I know as a kid, um, the common thing said to me was, you know, there's um, land, they're not making any more of it. It's always the best investment. And I didn't, you know, when you're when you're 15 and your dad's sitting there at the dinner table telling you this, you may not always yeah. listen or think that it applies to you or has anything to do with anything about what you're doing right now. Because when you're That's 15 true. or 16, it's just like what what's happening tonight, right? <laughs> like who who am I going to go see tonight? Um, so there's no question. Say, well, look at you. You brought up the Millennium article that you were, you know, these people want to leave the city. A couple of weeks ago in the Huffington Post, there was an article about millennials not wanting to buy real estate at all. They want yeah. to spend their money on clothes and fine dining and good times, good times all the way. And a place so to do, put their head at night. That's all. And which is either mom's mom's house, mom and dad's house, or it's a rental because they don't believe in buying real estate. They don't believe that their money should go there because they can't they can't dance with it or 
have That's fun, true. right? Yeah. Um, and maybe it adds too much responsibility that they don't want the responsibility of having that as well. So we definitely have the two camps, but I would say if you looked at those two groups of people when they're 50 or 60, I'm going to guess your folks that saved up, found a way to get into the market at a younger age are living a much better adult life. Yeah. When we come back from the break, I'm going to bring you one more statistic about millennials. And um, I want your feedback in light of our, our conversation earlier this show. You're listening to realestatetorontoradio.com. I'm Todd Miller. That's Aura Ross. We'll be right back. to realestatetoronto.com and uh, in my never ending quest for useful information Bank of Montreal released a report earlier this year that stated well half of Canadian millennials are tired of paying rent so there some of them are and you, you just said that some want to live a good life and don't really care another half don't and 70% of that 50% would rather hold out for the home they really want instead of just getting in and that's always been our advice and your advice is get in get something but this group would rather just wait for the the home, the final home. Well, look, um, waiting for the final home, you can't save as fast as that home is going to go up on you. Unless you are an entrepreneur and you're about to sell your software product for, yeah. you know. Um, but the average person with an average, pay, you know, job, even a high paying job, even 150000 a year or so, two you you're going to have a hell of a time trying to save up that money for that final home. The other piece I would tell you, and I know it's hard to believe, but when you're 30 or 25, your final home is very different from what it is when you're 50. Mm-hmm. So you don't know at 25, 30, 35, what life looks like at 50 to 60. So you can do your best to get something you love. Um, is it your final? Well, it could be. I mean, I've watched some people buy the tiny little bungalow in their late 20s. And, and that was 25 years ago. And they're still there today going, we thought it was our first home. We just loved it. And we stayed. That's okay. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but, but to know that in advance going in, I, I just say, wow, that you, you're a pretty organized person. Cause I, I couldn't have guessed what my home looks like, what my home looks like today. When I was 25, I couldn't have guessed that back then. Well, I'll tell you, Aura, I finally gotten to my dream house with the crystal chandelier, which I dreamed of ever since I was 25. I'm now 51. Wow. I don't like dusting the darn thing. So yes, you're getting rid of it and you're getting some. <laughs> That's it. I don't have a crystal chandelier, but you know, it's like one of those things, yo, I want this and I want that. And you get there and you're of a certain age and you go, ah, who's going to clean that? I'm not. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's, um, I've, but the other piece of waiting for that final home is we also don't want people to blow their brains out and borrow from every family member, extend themselves so hard just to get in to this dream home. Like, like your world is going to change once you walk in that door. That also makes me nervous too. So, you know, you find the home that you can afford, the one that makes you kind of giddy inside when you pull up to it, cause you're pretty excited that it's your home and that's your home. And one day you wake up and say, maybe it's time to start looking for another home. Then that's cool too. You do that. But 
you know, trying to get it all in the in one punch. I just think you're going to spend five years looking for it. And in that five years, well, from, we've got families for five years who've been looking for their dream home. And what's just happened, their dream home's doubled in price. Yeah. So, so if someone wants their, maybe their starter home or the dream home, where do they reach you? 416-230-8500. You can also log on to realestatetoronto.com and uh, contact any of us uh, on the team through that site. And you can email me at aura at realestatetoronto.com. You can send smoke signals. We'll find you. Um, you need a bat you need a bat light, you know, one of those bat symbol lights for the sky with the, the hey, logo. But you know, I don't have my bat light, but it would be a big MR light. Oh, that's yeah. what we should get. And we'll shine it from two four six Shepherd Avenue West. So feel free if you're in the neighborhood to just drop by and say hello. One of us is usually here to answer any questions for you. Look for the skylight. Yeah. And just so you know, too, between now and December 15th, anyone who does call us to talk about real estate and we sit down and have that chat, you will be entered into our draw, which is going to be December 15th. And we're going to give away an iPad. Ooh. Ooh. So if you have a real estate question, give us a call and you're entered into the draw as well. Employees need not apply. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. Well, we will catch you right back here next week. Thank you for taking 34 minutes of your day and spending it with us. We really appreciate it. Catch you next week. 